Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, many, many prophecies concerning his first coming were given. And let me tell you, every last one of them was fulfilled right down to the T. The odds of even one of them having been uh, predicted hundreds of years before his coming, the odds of even one of them being fulfilled is small, but the odds of all of them being fulfilled is infinitesimally small. I want to look at some of those prophecies today, and there are many, but uh, let's just look at five of them. The first one that I would look at is the prophecy that his offspring would be of the woman. Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 say, So the Lord God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his hill. The offspring of a woman, that was unusual because it, it actually the seed, the seed is in the man, not in the woman. And as uh, those of you that are, are thinking ahead know, that was the first mention of the virgin conception, the virgin birth. Isaiah 7, 14 predicts the virgin birth. And, and we see it fulfilled. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. And, and, it, and it goes on to talk about that. But He fulfilled that in the fact that He was conceived supernaturally of the Holy Spirit And uh, I'm going to talk more about the virgin birth on the next podcast. That will be podcast 191. A second prophecy that was made that was fulfilled was that he would be born in the tribe of Judah. Genesis chapter 49, verses 8 to 10. Judah, your brothers will praise you. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs. And the obedience of the nations is his. And that's referring to none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the coming Messiah, and the fact that he would be born in the tribe of Judah. And if you look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, you'll see a part of Jesus' genealogy there, and it's obvious that he was born in the tribe of Judah. A third prophecy is that he would be born in Bethlehem of Judea. The Old Testament uh, prophet Micah said this in Micah chapter 5, uh, verses 2 to 5, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come uh, for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And that, again, is none other than the Messiah, Jesus Christ, predicted that he would be born in Bethlehem. And, of course, in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, we have the, the account of the fact that he was born in Bethlehem. And, and it was because uh, the uh, Caesar Augustus had made a decree that everybody had to return to their original hometown uh, to be counted in a census. And, and Joseph did that, and Mary just happened to be pregnant and ready to deliver, and delivered in, in, in Bethlehem. Isn't that something, how that works? The fourth prophecy is the prophecy that kings would bring gifts to him and would worship him. 
And that is found in Psalm 72, verses 10 and 11. And it says this, The kings of Tarshish and of distant shores will bring tribute to him. The kings of Sheba and, and Seba will present him gifts. All kings will bow down to him, and all nations will serve him. And of course, uh, what we know is the wise men, uh, they came, they brought gifts, they, they bowed down and they worshipped him, and kings since them have and they will in his second coming as well. And then the fifth prophecy is the prophecy, and this is a sad one, of the massacre of the children. Remember when Jesus uh, was there and, and an angel warned Joseph to take him and flee to Egypt because uh, Herod had all male children in that district two years and under killed, slain. Well, that was predicted in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse, verse number 15. The scripture says this, Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. And this was a, uh, a prediction, a prophecy of that killing of the children, which Matthew chapter 2, verses 16 to 18 uh, records that terrible, awful event. And so you see that these are specific prophecies about specific events that were fulfilled in the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are many more prophecies uh, of which we have no time in this podcast to get to uh, that that were fulfilled again, as I said, to the very T. And, And so as we think of the coming of the Lord Jesus from heaven to earth through Mary, through the Virgin Mary, uh, we, we realize that it was part of God's sovereign plan. Uh, these prophecies that I'm talking about, they were known by many, many people and in that time, in the time that Jesus was born. And two of those people, listen, two of those people that knew about these prophecies and were looking for the coming of the Messiah by God's sovereign plan were in the right place at the right time. And I want you to see this. These are parts of the story that tend to be overlooked. overlooked. And the first one is found in Luke chapter 2, and verses 30, 25 to 35. His name was Simeon. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And when they speak about the consolation of Israel, he's looking for the Messiah. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or Messiah. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he, Simeon, took him, Jesus, into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace. In other words, to die according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles. That includes me and you, friend. And the glory of your people Israel and his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce even your own soul, Mary, to the end that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. This was a prophecy from Simeon about the future suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ, even as he held that baby in his arms. 
Do you see God's sovereign plan unfolding there? Here's another person that's recorded here in Luke chapter 2, verses 36 and thir- to 38, who was in the right place at the right time that had been looking for the Messiah to come. And it was a lady, and her name was Anna. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow, so he died seven years into the marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up at the moment that Jesus was there being presented in the temple by his parents as a baby. She came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Israel, to all those who were looking for the Messiah. This 84-year-old woman said, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him in the temple. This again is God sovereignly working His plan as Jesus came. So this this is uh, God coming down to earth and taking on flesh in the first coming. And these are some of the events that surrounded it. That surrounded it. And then I, I, there there's something else that I want you to see that's sometimes overlooked in this story. And it is the story of the preparation for Jesus' coming and His ministry. And it was through something called a forerunner. A forerunner was one who, in those days when a king would travel somewhere, he would send somebody ahead of him to make sure the roads were were good to travel and to announce the arrival of the king, that the king was coming, and maybe announce his purpose in coming. And so uh, God sent a forerunner coming to announce the arrival of the long-anticipated Messiah. And that forerunner was predicted in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, uh, very specifically predicted and in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. So these Old Testament prophets predicted a forerunner who would come. And John the Baptist, the cousin, the earthly cousin of Jesus, was the person that God had chosen to fulfill that role. And we get some of that story in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 5 to 17, listen to what the Scripture says. In the days of Herod, king of Judah, Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. He had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So we have Zacharias and Elizabeth. And they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both advanced in years. They were old. Now it happened that while she was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priestly office, he was chosen by lot. In other words, uh, uh, they drew lots to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside at the hour of the incense offering. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. It would have me too. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. 
For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him, Christ, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Did you hear that? He was sent to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And so, this, this is another one of those special events that surrounded the, the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He sent, God sent a forerunner to say, get ready, the King is coming. The King is coming in His first coming. The Messiah is coming. And He's, he's not coming to conquer the earth this time. He's coming to die, to die for the sins of the people. And I would just encourage you to take a look at Luke chapter 3 and look at the ministry that John the Baptist had and what he was saying as he prepared the people for the coming of the Messiah. Uh, this Messiah was more than just a cute baby boy uh, there in an in, in a cute stable setting, in a cute manger. He was much more than that. He was the King of kings and Lord of lords even then, coming to fulfill again the sovereign plan of Almighty God. Well, we're going to look on the next podcast at the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope you'll come back for that. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.